Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Spring is just around the corner, and if you're ready to rock with a spring project with some new windows or some new doors, now is the time to make that happen. You can do that a couple ways. You can schedule a free in-home consultation. You get a Pella expert out to come and sit down with you, look at your home, discuss your budget, your wants, your needs, and they are going to put a big-time A-plus game plan together that fits you or you can head out to their showrooms in Lincoln or Omaha which is also a great place to get the ball rolling with Pella as well turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with the good folks at Pella check them out PellaOmaha.com that's PellaOmaha.com and today's episode of the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza the greatness of a Runza sandwich is something that needs to be enjoyed at all times and Runza helps make that happen. Did you know Runza can ship Runza sandwiches right to your doorstep? Yeah. Yep. It's true. Runza can bake, freeze, and send a dozen Runza sandwiches right to your front door. For more information and to order, visit Runza.com. That's Runza.com. Runza makes it all better. Okay. Welcome back into the podcast. It is Thursday, February 24th, and we got some big Creighton basketball news to discuss where you had uh, the Blue Jays with a gutty uh, big-time win on the road at St. John's just uh, just uh, last night. Uh, but unfortunately, the big story coming out of the game wasn't the win. It was the big injury to Creighton's quarterback, Creighton's straw that stirs the drink, Creighton's engine, Creighton's floor general. Uh, in some heartbreaking news, Ryan Nemhard is out for the season. It, it looked bad in the second half when Nemhard collided with Posh Alexander, um, and it was confirmed uh, just after the game. There's a statement from Creighton. It says, uh, Creighton guard Ryan Nemhard will miss the remainder of the 2021-2022 season after suffering an injury during Wednesday night win at St. John's. We expect him to undergo surgery on his right wrist in the coming days. Uh, Greg McDermott went on to say, quote, we are heartbroken for Ryan, who has been such an integral part of our success this season. He will remain a key part of our team while, while he is sidelined, but I know he will come back stronger than ever, and we look forward to his healthy return. Man, brutal. Just uh, absolutely brutal. And you kind of think now, okay, Creighton's going to have to navigate the rest of the season without their their point guard. And if you, you, know, you think about it, Ryan Nemhard, he is – Number two in the Big East, second in the Big East in minutes per game. He's playing about 35 minutes per game. You, you look at what he's done this season, he is a lock for Big East Freshman of the Year. He has uh, won the Big East Freshman of the Week six times this year. Uh, so it's, it is a significant, significant blow to Creighton. Um, and you're just, you know, you're first of all, you're – Sure, you're you're like man, big blow to Creighton, but you're also just I'm just sick for Ryan Nemhard. I mean, he's 
To me, Nemhard's been playing arguably his best basketball the season of late. He's kind of seemed to catch his second wind the past few games, the past month. Um, he's shooting the ball better. He seems to have a little bit more pop in his legs. He was he was playing great. Um, and he's having one of the all-time great freshman seasons in Creighton basketball history. I mean, again, he is he is a lock to be the Big East freshman of the year. And it's just too bad. I know as a player, like this is this time of year is what you play for, why you put in all the work, why you put in all the sacrifice, why you get up early at 6 a.m. and get up shots, why you stay late and, and work on your game. Like this is th- for this, this time of year. This is what you grind for, you sweat for, you dream for as a player. To play in March, to play in the conference tournament, to play in Madison Square Garden, to play in the NCAA tournament. And in just an instant, all that to be gone for this season is just its just brutal. And so I'm so sad for Ryan Nemhart. So that that's kind of the first thing we, we got to just get out there. And and then when you when you start to unpack this thing, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about with with this injury and with Creighton. First of all, with this is I swear to God, whatever Creighton must has pissed off some basketball god, and they are just cursed. That's what it feels like because this is another massive late season injury to a, a significant piece to a Creighton team that is headed towards the NCAA tournament. Not only in the in the Greg McDermott era, but beyond that, because like think about all the significant late season January, February, March injuries to big time players over the last decade or so that have pseudo derailed the season. Like you could go all the way back twenty plus twenty years ago, almost two thousand three, two thousand four. Tyler McKinney, his season ends because of an eye injury. If you think about think about that season, Creighton was ten and zero with Tyler McKinney in the lineup. Then Creighton was ten and nine without him. That, that team had NCAA tournament NCAA tournament potential. Instead, they go to the NIT and they lose in the first round. Two thousand five, my redshirt year. Josh Dotzler tears his knee late in the season, which probably cost Creighton an NCAA tournament bid. You could also include Nate Funk in that season as well, where he tore his labrum. So you have two significant injuries to a team that was definitely an NCAA tournament team. They end up in the NIT. They lose to Miami in the NIT at home. 2017, Maurice Watson tears his ACL in mid-January. Derailed what was an incredible season. That team was inside the top 10. I thought that team had final four capabilities. It ruined that season. They end up losing to Rhode Island in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 2018, Martin Crumple tears his ACL late in the year, and the team proceeds to kind of limp into the NCAA tournament. They get beat by Kansas State in the first round, which ended up being a, a double punch to the gut because remember that was the that was the year UMBC beat Virginia. So if Creighton would have been full fully healthy, I think they beat Kansas State, and then they would have beat UMBC and gotten to the Sweet 16. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza and the cold winter months. It's officially here. And as a warm weather lover myself, the cold can kind of bum me out. But the one thing that always puts a huge smile on my face when it gets cold, temperature Tuesdays at Runza. Yes, it's that time of the year. 
Temperature Tuesdays are back at Runza, where every Tuesday in January and February, the 6 a.m. temperature at the coldest Runza location is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you buy a medium fry and medium drink. Think about it. An original Runza sandwich might be 10 cents, a dime, might be a nickel, might be a quarter. Heck, might even be one penny. Just one penny. So make sure you take advantage of this incredible deal every single Tuesday at Runza where the temp at 6 a.m. in Runzaland is the price you pay for an original Runza sandwich and you buy a medium fry and a medium drink. It's back, baby. Temperature Tuesdays. Runza makes it all better. Then you think about 2020. Marcus Zagorowski tears his MCL on basically the final play of the regular season clinching Big East title game in at home against Seton Hall. Now, the NCAA tournament was canceled that year because of COVID, but still potentially would have derailed a deep NCAA tournament run. That team won the Big East regular season crown and was in line to be a two-seat. And now in 2022, Ryan Nemhard breaks his wrist and is done for the year. Now, we'll see how this season now plays out. But you can kind of add Ryan Nemhard's injury to the long list of these devastating injuries that derail a season for the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, again, I don't know what basketball god Creighton has upset, but damn, it feels like Creighton is cursed. I mean, I maybe missed a few in there. But think about it. A bunch of, I mean, since 2017, You've had Mo Watson, Martin Crumple, Marcus Zagorowski, now Ryan Nemhard, all with late-season injuries that have derailed teams that had NCAA tournament run capabilities. Just unbelievable. Okay, back to, to this year. As far as on the floor right now, rest of the season, it's you know, the Nemhard injury. What does it look like now without him? Here's how I see all of that. First of all, I think I – think, think about this now. Creighton – Remember Sharif Mitchell? I mean, Creighton has now lost its top two point guards this season. It's Sharif Mitchell has been out, basically been uh, out for the entire season with a groin injury, and now Ryan Nemhart is out. So top two point guards out. Like, it's easy to, like, because he hasn't been on the floor, but, like, Sharif Mitchell was supposed to kind of be the guy. Him and Nemhart were going to split the duties. So it's keep that in mind. And then with trying to forecast what the what the Jays will look like without Nemhard is really hard to do. Like right now, if you try and close your eyes and go, okay, what's this team going to look like? Take take Nemhard off the floor. You know why that picture's kind of muddy and hard to to kind of conjure up in your mind? It's because Ryan Nemhard has basically played every minute of every game. Again, I told you he's second in the Big East in minutes played per game at about thirty five a game. And here, chew on this last eight games for Ryan Nemhard. Last eight games for Ryan Nemhard. Here are his minute totals in the last eight last eight games. 39, 35, 35, 36, 38, 39, 40, 39. Sheesh. So last eight games, Ryan Nemhard has played 37.6 minutes per game. That's crazy. So that's why it's it's hard to even know what this team looks like without Nemhard and how they're going to operate because they basically have not had to operate at all without him all year. And what's scary within that is Creighton's already had a ball handling issue this year. 
and now they lose their best ball handler. A lot of Creighton's losses this year, the common denominator has been turnovers. Creighton ranks 319th in the country in turnover percentage. So a weakness on this team potentially just got weaker. So the first thing you think about is just raw turnovers, that amount, taking care of the ball. Obviously, going to be it was an issue. Now it becomes even more of an issue. And you'd think a lot of these teams, Providence, UConn, Seton Hall, whoever they put like whoever they play in the Big East tournament, a lot of these teams are going to pin their ears back, foam at the mouth, and try to heat Creighton up. So taking care of the ball, just that raw thing, going to be a problem. It already was a problem. And then beyond that. I think that I think the impact of Nemhard's injury is going to be felt in a variety of ways. There are two key components to Creighton's offensive system, and those two components are pace and ball screen offense. Pace and ball screens. I think Ryan Nemhard's injury greatly impacts both those things, just directly tied to him. I don't think Creighton's pace will be as good. You saw him. He was the fastest dude on the floor, lightning quick, pushing the ball. Creighton's going to lose that. And then Nemhard was kind of the trigger man in the vast majority of their ball screen sets in the half court. He was the primary guy coming off those screens with the ball in his hands, making reads, making plays. So the two key components for Creighton's offense, two of the you know maybe three or four key components to Creighton's offense, you'd add ball movement and three-point shooting on top of those things, but certainly pace and ball screens, both those things get impacted big time without Nemhard, which is going to make things pretty tough. Trey Alexander, fellow freshman, will now have to take over the bulk of the ball-handling duties. You look at Trey Alexander, he's basically a converted shooting guard who's been playing, who's been, first of all, been playing great lately, but again, he's not a pure point guard. He's more of a scoring off guard. He He's, when you watch him have to handle the ball and run the point, he's more of a methodical, straight line driver, two foot jump stop, pivot for passes and shots kind of a player, which is fine, I think, as like a secondary ball handler. But when you have to be the primary ball handler, it's going to be, I think, some of Creighton's offensive things could suffer a bit because of that. And that's to not blame Trey Alexander. He wasn't brought here to, you know, push the pace and run the show like this, right? Again, I think Trey Alexander's been really, really good lately. He's been playing his best basketball this season. So I think it's good that he's got to be feeling confident right now. But now he, he's got to completely run the team. He doesn't have Nemhard to lean on. So everything everything's going to kind of shift in his world. And it's a lot to ask of, of Trey Alexander. And then because of that, I think you'll see even more Roddy Andronikashvili. Because, I mean, obviously naturally, naturally Creighton's down a guard. He, so, you know, it's going to just everybody move up in the, in the pecking order. But I think you're going to see more of, of Roddy Andronikashvili because the reality is Roddy probably needs to be on the floor quite a bit to help alleviate some of the ball handling duties for Trey Alexander. You probably need another legit ball handler on the floor with Alexander. It's going to be more of a point guard by committee type thing. And when you look at 
at the rest of the guys in Creighton's rotation, I, I got to be honest, Alex O'Connell doesn't handle the ball great. Arthur Kaluma doesn't handle the ball great. Ryan Hawkins, he doesn't turn it over, but he's not a great ball handler per se. And then the other two guys are centers in Kalkbrenner and Keyshawn Fiesel. So, you know, Greg McDermott might have might not have a choice but to play Roddy Andronikashvili a pretty good amount just to be able to kind of collectively handle the ball. So Greg McDermott's got his, his work cut out for him now. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing. And I've owned two homes in my life, one in Omaha and now one in Lincoln. And both times, when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted with the job. I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom, the crew was over and knocked it out quickly. Done and done. The crew was amazing, man. They're fast. They're efficient. They were awesome. Cleanup was a top priority. And most importantly, they did a fantastic job. You can't trust just anyone with your roof. And trust me, you can trust White Castle Roofing. Check them out online, whitecastleroofing.com. That's whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust, proven by time. And what's hard is, you know, at this stage in the season, you can't completely change who you are, right? But they are going to have to make some tweaks and some changes. Again, their their pace isn't going to be as good. And, you know, within the pacing, it might not be a great idea to get the game going super fast with Creighton being so shorthanded and, and a little banged up, right? They You know, they really only have, gosh, what, six, seven guys that they can play right now? And... You know, Arthur Kaluma just got back from his knee injury. Alex O'Connell has that bum sprained ankle at the end of that Marquette game. Now you don't have Ryan Nemhard. So maybe Creighton's going to have to slow the game down a bit. And, in the, and then when you get in the half court, you just can't do all the normal ball screen stuff you were doing with Nemhard. I mean, you can, but it's just not going to, it's not going to be as effective. I think when I look at Trey Alexander. He's better suited as a penetrator off ball movement or switches. So you got to kind of cater things to help him. Probably going to have more set plays to kind of manufacture the shots and the looks and the situations for the guys on the floor. You're still going to run the pet plays of you know the ball screen, down screen, curl action for O'Connell where you can get to the middle of the floor and rise up or bump fade it for a three. You're still going to run some elbow isolations for Arthur Kaluma. You're still going to run your various baseline screen stuff for Kalkbrenner to get his post-ups. Your misdirection things out of a box set to get Kalkbrenner the ball in the block. And you, you are going to have some ball screen things because it's still good for pick and pops for Hawkins and it's good for pick and roll stuff for Kalkbrenner you can maybe get some switches. Like, I'm not saying you completely ditch ball screen stuff. It's just you don't have – I mean, sometimes X's and O's are only as good as the Jimmys and Joes that are, are running it. Like, Nemhard was really good coming up ball screens, making things happen. But the one thing I think Creighton will do more of now is they got to play through Ryan Hawkins even more. More post-ups. 
more pick and pops, more situations with him making reads. I mean, Hawkins was already Creighton's leading scorer and top guy, but I think now you almost got to put more on his plate. Almost make him a point forward in certain spots and in certain aspects. Which, you know, I'm not saying he's put Ryan Hawkins in ball screens and he's going to be like Chris Paul out there or anything like that, but you can put him in spots around the floor that let him be the guy handling it or shooting it and passing it. Just a lot of the decisions, I I think everybody for that Creighton program feels good about, let's just make the decisions come from Hawkins. The more that can happen, dribble, pass, shoot, whatever, the more it's, the ball's in his hands, the better. So we'll see. We'll see. Certainly a lot, a lot of things to consider if you're Greg McDermott right now. Again, you don't want to scrap everything, right? You can't. Like, you can't change too much. But at the same time, you lose a player like Nemhard leading the team in minutes and assists and has the ball in his hands all game. You will be different without him. You will. And how Greg McDermott manages and navigates that will be very interesting to watch because point guard play is so important, especially in Creighton's system. And now Creighton officially enters into arguably their toughest stretch of the season. You play at Providence this weekend. Then you got UConn at home and Seton Hall at home to wrap up the regular season. Then you head out to New York for the Big East tournament, which will be crazy intense. And then hopefully you get a bid to the NCAA tournament where you're playing really good basketball teams. And speaking of the NCAA tournament and that situation, so I think given the fact that Creighton has now won six in a row and seven of their last eight games and is sitting with 11 Big East wins, like I think Creighton is in the NCAA tournament right now. But what can't happen now is Creighton can't just completely crater. Because while I think they have played their way off the bubble a little bit right now, if Creighton loses out, let's say Creighton loses their final three regular season games and then loses in the first round of the Big East tournament, all of a sudden now you're sweating quite a bit on Selection Sunday. Because if you lose four straight and you you don't look good, you don't want to give the committee a reason to keep you out. Right? Like... you. You don't want the committee to pit you against other bubble teams for the final few bids and have them be able to use the Nemhard thing against you, right? Well, look at what they are without – they were already – their resume wasn't necessarily rock solid. Now without Nemhard, they've lost four and they haven't looked good. Now, certainly what, what Creighton has accomplished with Ryan Nemhard, that does it, it – like you can't just dismiss what has happened over the course of the last couple of months, right? Like it can't be forgotten. But I think the reality is the committee now does have a new version of this team to evaluate. Like, it's all a part of the puzzle that they're they're sorting through. And when you are vying for a bid, you want to give the committee compelling reasons to put you in, not easy, low-hanging excuses or reasons to keep you out, being... Nemhard hurt. They've been playing bad without him. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that 
has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. What can't happen is for Creighton to completely fall apart and look awful for these final three regular season games. And then what's tough, the tough part about that is you're playing a really tough schedule down the stretch. Creighton plays Providence on the road at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And in that game, Providence is playing to clinch a Big East title. Really tough spot. Crowd will be rocking. Providence can taste those uh, a banner. Like, tough spot. Then you got a tough-ass UConn team coming to town with revenge on their minds with Creighton having won on the road at UConn, and UConn just beat Villanova. And then you're going to wrap up the regular season with a tough, scrappy Seton Hall team that's playing for their NCAA tournament lives to wrap up the season. Then you're going to likely play a tough, desperate team in New York when you're at Madison Square Garden for the Big East tournament. So the rest of, so the, the, rest of the road is tough for Creighton, man really tough it is going to be fascinating fascinating to watch how Creighton and Greg McDermott how they try to navigate life without Nemhard on the fly now so just unbelievable it's just so unreal that this happened again to Creighton and to and to Greg McDermott Significant injury late in the in the season. Now, Coach McDermott has been down this road before for all the, you know, Zagorowski and, and Maurice Watson and Martin Crump. Like he's been down this road before, but sometimes even experience doesn't help you when the task is is daunting enough. But, you know, no two situations are exactly alike. We'll see if the, we'll see if this team and this group is built to handle it because because the here's the thing. The teams in the past, unfortunately, just couldn't quite fully navigate it. And the thing that gives me hope, if now we got to be optimistic, Nick, we got to be glass half full, Nick, drink the Kool Aid, Nick. The thing that gives me hope that Creighton can maybe handle this Nemhard injury is this. All those other teams that got hit with the significant injuries that derailed the season that I laid out, all those other Creighton teams were much more built to just want to outscore you. Totally reliant on the three ball, totally reliant on pace and getting the game sped up, more perimeter-oriented. This team, this Creighton team, is different than those teams. Not saying they're better. I don't think they're better, but they're built differently. This Creighton team isn't completely live and die by the three. In fact, they're a fairly bad three-point shooting team. Bottom of the Big East. This Creighton team isn't completely offensive-minded. In fact, they're kind of led by their defense. And this Creighton team isn't totally reliant on their guards to control the game. In fact, this team's strength 
is its frontline guys in Ryan Kalkbrenner and Ryan Hawkins. So even without Ryan Nemhart, Creighton should still have their defensive firepower in place. Because if I had to say what makes this Creighton team tough to deal with, I'd say it's their ability to defend the rim and how hard it is to get easy points in the paint from two on them. Mainly because of Ryan Kalkbrenner. Creighton's entire defensive plan is built around just planting Kalkbrenner in the lane and kind of funneling everything to him. And Kalkbrenner does a remarkable job of blocking, altering, and deterring shots right at the rim. Creighton ranks 27th in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency, 15th in overall effective field goal percentage defense, and 9th in the country in two-point field goal percentage defense. And all those numbers are because of Ryan Kalkbrenner. All those numbers are really good, and it's all because of Kalkbrenner. And as long as you got the big fella still out there roaming around in the paint, protecting the rim, Creighton is still a tough riddle to solve for teams. And when you combine that with Greg McDermott's coaching ability, which I have the utmost confidence in, and Ryan Hawkins just kind of winning pedigree, like he just wins. He's just a winner, and he's still out there. Creighton does still have some positive things going for them with all of that. So if I had to point at at what gives me a little bit of hope that this team can maybe navigate it, I would point to that. There's no doubt that the road just got tougher after this injury to Nemhard. But there still is some some hope for this group. We'll see how Creighton handles it. It's just amazing to think that the injury bug bit Creighton again. So there you go. Again, my heart goes out to Ryan Nemhard. Stay stay strong. Just brutal, man. He was having an incredible season. He still is a lock to be the Big East freshman of the year. Frustrating to watch. I just I was jaw was agape. Couldn't believe it when it when I was watching the injury unfold at St. John's. So there you go. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Click that subscribe button. Leave a five star rating and a review. Appreciate everybody sharing the podcast, supporting the podcast, and we will catch you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. A Huda Media Production.